Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Your co-host is Al, myself, Anthony, and today is Thursday afternoon that we are recording this just right before the tip-off against the Miami Heat, so you'll be hearing this when it's released um, tomorrow, Friday morning, and um, first off, I want to start off by saying, man, congratulations to the Lakeland Magic, who just um, beat um, the the Delaware, I, honestly, I'm not crazy about the G League, so I have no idea what the actual team name is, Delaware something, and the great news is that, man, they, they won the, the finals for, for the G League, which is, which is amazing, man, big congrats to them, we had Coach Hex on, and, and a couple former Lakeland players, um, on as guests on the episode, so we're, we're definitely big fans of, of Lakeland Magic, and the fact that they were able to get this type of success is great, but I want to put this out there on record, um, Alex Martins has said that he guaranteed that there was going to be an NBA championship for the Magic in 2030. And I'm really, really hoping that he did not mean the Lakeland Magic. Can you imagine if he comes out and says, hey, I promise you guys a championship? I told you. I told you so. <laughs> my my fulfillment is done, completed. I saw that. I'm like, man, this dude better not feel like he's off the hook because uh, this doesn't count. It counts, but it doesn't count. Man, I feel good. I feel so happy for Coach Hacks. We, we, again, we, we had him on the podcast and he's all about the G League, man. Like this dude legit prefers to be in the G League, working hard with these dudes, then in the NBA. And, and that, to me, was admirable at the time when we, when we had him on. And I saw him, he had a he had a Instagram Live after they won, and you could see how happy he was. So big congrats to him and the rest of the team. Um, Kareem Manet, our, our two-way players out there playing, and he was doing well. Um, so yeah, man, it, it feels good. But it, like you said, hopefully this is not what Alex Martin said and it meant us to win, us winning a championship. Uh, but it feels good, man. It, it shows that our development team in the G League is that good that if we send a guy like Kareem Mane out there, he's going to get good experience and hopefully come back better than he was before. Yeah, your guy Devin Kennedy balled out. He had 22 points and it wasn't just a, a little easy one. Well, not, not, it wasn't a close game. You know, they, they beat the Delaware uh, Blue Coats is their name. That's Delaware it. Blue Coats. And these names are funky, man. But they they beat them ninety seven to seventy eight, and um, obviously they they had a whole bubble process for and um and Disney Wild World of Sports. So, you know, congratulations for them. It's is big time, man. And in order for you to have a uh, a winning development um, team, it's it's huge because it it shows that the process does work. Uh, again, they're utilizing the same plays and 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 the same workout environment. Like everything is is as similar to the actual franchise as possible and and they did good so congratulations to them yes sir. now um before before we get into talking magic basketball we're obviously post all-star game or all-star weekend or not even all-star weekend it's all-star game because they they kind of condensed three days into one um and i and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like, there, how did you like the concept of all of it happening all in one day? So, if you didn't watch it, the structure was was uh, NBA Skills Challenge first. Then it was the NBA three point contest. Then they had the All Star game, and then in the middle of the All Star game um, during halftime, they had the slam dunk contest. So, 
Um, first and foremost, Nikola Vucevic. He he partook in the skills challenge and um, he came in second place. Um, ended up losing to former Magic draftee Demontis Sabonis, um, but ended up beating Chris Paul. Um, and and man, it was exciting for a skills challenge. It was it was fun to watch, wasn't it? It was really fun. And I mean, uh, having our guy out there, man, it, it just feels great. And, and Vooch did an amazing job. I mean. Yeah, Chris blew, Chris Paul blew that layup, and, and we were like, wait, what did just happen here? Um, but having Vooch, again, make it to the finals, it's too bad he couldn't finish it. Um, but at the same time, man, just having him out there, the Orlando Magic brand out there in, in, in an all-star environment, man, it, it feels great. And it seems like the Magic always do well. The dunk contest, having Dwight in the past, um, you know, it's that's what it's all about. It's having your name out there represented. It, but again, I wish he would have just made that three and, and, and won the contest. It would have been great for the city, great for him. Uh, but at least he made it to the final. So really, really proud of what Vooch accomplished uh, in that competition. He had the opportunity, man. His his uh, his jump shot, there's too much arc in it. It, it seemed like it, every shot that he took, it was taking forever for it to come down. So Sabonis was able to add a couple more shots in there. But man, he represented the Magic really good in that in that contest. The first time that he did it wasn't as great. This time around, he beat Robert Covington first, then ended up being CP3. CP3 ended up missing that layup. Um, and it kind of seemed like no one was really ruining for him. So if you're watching, they they had the, the, the TNT um, crew kind of um uh commentating through it and they were rooting for Robert Covington and they were rooting for um Chris Paul and like not even even towards the end they were rooting for Sabonis so no love um for the magic other than Shaq Shaq was kind of rooting for Nikola Vucevic a bit but yep. it was exciting man when I was watching it I, I was hyped for it like I was really hyped I enjoyed the skills challenge way more than I enjoyed the NBA Slam Dunk contest Oh, for sure. 100%. And the funny part, a funny story about me. So we're celebrating my mother-in-law's and father-in-law's anniversary. It's their 40th anniversary, all virtually, be assumed. So the whole family from Colombia is on, like 30 people on Zoom. And they're playing games. And I'm supposed to be paying attention to that, right? Like I'm next to my wife. And on the side of me, I have to find my phone with the contest going on. I'm expecting Vooch to be kicked out maybe the first, second round. All right. I'm not really going to watch exactly. this too much. Man, as as this guy started making it to the finals and, and making it competitive, I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. I cannot pay attention anymore to the Zoom call, and I just didn't care about that. Um, but no, man, it was really fun, and like you said, it was much much better than the dunk contest uh, by far. I mean, not even not even close, in my opinion. Yeah, the three point contest was really fun to watch. Steph Curry went absolutely bananas. Um, and then the Sam Dunk Contest, man, I was not a fan of the Sam Dunk Contest at all. But, you know, at first I was looking at it, you can definitely tell that they've made adjustments based on the last Slam Dunk Contest. One of the first things that they did that I've noticed um, was the fact that the the judges, the judges that they had were actual um, finalists for an NBA Slam Dunk Contest um, yep. winners from, from before. So you had um, uh, Richardson, you had... Uh, was it who's the other guy? Well, there was they a bunch Dr. of them. There was, there was wasn't Dr. Had, J out there? Uh Dominique Wilkins. So they they had a lot of, you know, really big names in the Sam Dunk contest. And my first instincts or my first thoughts was kind of like, man, that's exactly what it should be. It shouldn't be no celebrities. It shouldn't be people from the WNBA. It, it should yep. be actual people that have participated in the event previously. And I gave the NBA quotas for that. Man, they're judging. I don't know if they were judging harsh, 
but I can't remember the last time that I've seen a slam dunk contest where nobody got a 50. Now, I will say that besides maybe the first one, the first dunk, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy from from uh, Indiana. Indiana, um, yep. Yep. I, his first dunk, I thought it was 50 worthy compared to, you know, what we've seen in the past, but everything outside of that wasn't, wasn't anything crazy. I wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't excited about it at all. I'm hundred percent there with you. I think that that was the only dunk in my opinion that was a 50, the first one, the very everything first else one. was kind of, mm-hmm. eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, number, but another thing that was kind of weird to me is the judging was kind of inconsistent. So that dunk didn't get a 50, but yet the next dunk, I think it was uh topping that went next. Did a nice between the legs dunk. Don't get me wrong, that was a nice dunk, but it was a not, it was not a higher score than the first dunk from the Indiana Pacers kid. Like it was not even close. Um, and then what about what? Do you, what are your thoughts on the the final round where they actually didn't even have a score? It was yeah. You gotta give a name. So it and listen, that's exact. See, that's that's a perfect perfect example of of what needed to happen last season, the season before. And I kind of I hate the fact that they they kind of dubbed it. They nicknamed obviously it's a TNT crew that that did it, but they nicknamed it the D Wade rule. And now that's going to stick. That shouldn't be considered yep. the D Wade rule. That should be considered the AG rule. Why? Because AG that's is a right. participant that forced these judges to go past the amount of rounds that they were actually supposed to do. I mean, you took away two trophies from the guy. Give him something, anything. Yep. <laughs> I, I saw online people were even talking about that they should name the trophy after AG. That might be a little bit of a stretch but at least something as simple as get, give the man his own rule so that it doesn't happen to the next guy because exactly. if you take a look at the names that did this year's slam dunk contest you got anthony simmons um from portland uh orlando kid you have cassius stanley and then ob toppin ob toppin was a player that i kind of expected um so I, I liked him as a contestant um just because uh through his college highlights you you know that the guy was a high flyer but man there, there's yep. no big names you expect a player like zion and I, I saw a post from john morant that says that he wouldn't do it so there's there's a lot of negative light on the slam dunk contest and i feel like we've gone so long where people were saying that the slam dunk contest is dead ag and zach levine brought it back and it was exciting again and now we're back to the point where it's just eh. yeah that's the thing man like back in the days when you watch a dunk contest at least for me what made it was the names in it you know, yeah, like you understood, like Vince Carter, when he did it, was a young guy. T-Mac was a young guy when he did it. But they had, they had, you know, a, a name that was recognizable. You know, they were, they were close to being all-stars, if not all-stars in, in that moment. So you want to see those guys in the dunk contest. Right now, you know, John Moran, Sion, Len, uh, Sion um, Williamson, like you want to see those guys in the dunk contest and, and put it on a show for the fans. But this new generation, another thing that we were talking on Twitter recently is, they're afraid of losing. They're afraid of, of, of not winning the contest and, and, you know, having the fans now make fun of the fact that they lost the contest, which to me is ridiculous. There can only be one winner at the end of the day. That is why LeBron never did it. LeBron never wanted the spotlight on him. What if he loses it? Well, what about what's all the talk going to be now if LeBron doesn't win it? And I don't agree with that. I think if you're a great player, you're talented, you're an all-star, and you can dunk, hey, go out there and give the, the fans a show. That's ultimately what this is all about. It's the fans. It's, it's a fun weekend. Um, if you happen to win it, then congratulations. Great. You know, that, that's now added to your legacy. But uh, again, these young fans these days, man, or young players, they don't have that in them to to just give that show. They're all about they're, they're, what people are going to say about them. I don't think and, that should be the way that and, they should handle it. 
And listen, it what makes it tough is the fact that you have a player like Anthony Simmons, and no knock on him, but he's a slam dunk contest champion, and uh, Aaron Gordon is it. He won the slam dunk contest by getting close, like putting his face close to the rim. Like it was supposed to be a a kiss to the rim. Obviously, it wasn't a kiss. It was really close. Um, exactly. But that that was the that was the winning deciding factor. Like it's not. I don't know. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed with the whole entire event in general, and and that's why you have a bunch of no no offense, no names doing the slam dunk contest, and then you take a look at the roster for the NBA three point contest, and they they take it so much more serious because to a player yeah. like Steph Curry that prides himself on shooting, to be a three point contest winner, to put that on your resume, man, that's another notch, man, and that's an important notch that you know they're they're very prideful for. Now, one thing that I wasn't crazy about is, um, so obviously Anthony Simmons, we know that uh, he's from the Orlando area. Um, He was named after Penny Hardaway, um, played basketball for Edgewater. Um, I grew up, you know, I went, I went to Freedom High School and got my ass kicked so many times by Edgewater High School. So, you know, whatever, (laughs) but he ended up doing a, um, one of his dunk one of his dunks that he did was, was a shout out to Tracy McGrady and, and, you know, during his time when T-Mac was in the slam dunk contest and kind of, um, mimic one of his dunks wearing a Raptors jersey. I'm just like, damn it, man. Like, I get it. I get that you're doing it to honor T-Mac. I get that was the exact same dunk, but my dude, the Raptors are playing in Tampa this year. Like they're, <laughs> they're in Florida. Man, you can't you can't rock a Raptors jersey, Tracy McGrady, when you're from Orlando, named after Penny Hardaway. Like you just can't do that. Put like do the same thing, but like wear a T Mac jersey from Orlando. That would have been a lot better in it, my eyes. I might be nitpicking, but I wish I would have seen a a, a T Mac jersey from Orlando. It's funny you say that because I said the same thing when when it happened. I saw I'm like, oh, here we go. It's an honor T Mac, great. And then I saw the Raptors jersey. I'm like, wait, what? Like you're from Orlando. Like you, you grew up around here. Like you gotta put the magic the the magic jersey. But it is what it is, man. I I, I think the contest. One thing I've thought about is should they skip the contest? You know, for, like maybe do the dunk contest every other year. Because one thing to also realize is, man, the con- there's only so many dunks you can do. And nowadays, man, there's so many freaks out there whether it's on youtube that you watch him on instagram that are doing insane dunks that then you see an nba player do it between the legs whatever and you're like eh what ag has done what levine did what vince carter did it's like it's hard to top those dudes like it's gonna be tough unless you go a few years without seeing the contest and then you bring it back and you're like okay wait that was that was cool that was i don't know but they gotta figure something out and i think it starts with big names out there. And I think that's on the NBA. I think if you say, hey, whoever wins the contest gets, I don't know, a million dollars. Boom. They, does that make big names not want to join it? I don't know. But uh, the, the NBA has to fix that for sure. Yeah. But shout out to Nikola Vucevic, who is now um, obviously a two-time NBA All-Star. And during the game, um, you know, he finished with you know, a quick 5.7 rebounds. And the most important thing is that he represented Orlando, looked like he had a lot of fun out there. And, you know, kudos to him because it's 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 a reminder that he is the only all-star player that the Magic have had since Dwight Howard. So the fact that he was able to go out there and represent Orlando, I don't know. But for me specifically, um, man, I'm, I'm, so, I'm on team... Fujifig Island. Uh, I, I pray that he is a player that um, ends up staying and survives um, this 
this uh, trade deadline. Now, we're going to talk more in a little bit. But before we do, um, the Magic release, uh, brand new earned edition NBA jerseys. What are your first thoughts on on the jerseys that they released? Man, so we got the leak, the leak version of it. What's what? Back in December, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the website that that released it. And even at the time, man, like I, I loved them. I thought they were they were cool. I like the blue, the white combination. I like the stars on the side. Um, they're they're fresh, man. Like I, I legit want to buy one. So I don't know what fans. I for most part on comments that I've seen online, people are liking it as well. I haven't seen any people, anyone being too tough on them. Um, but yeah, man, personally for myself, I like the colors. I like the stars. I like the style. Now, the only change I would make instead of that magic logo, I would make it where it says magic with a star or something like that to really make it like a throwback jersey. Um, but other than that, man, I, I have no complaints. I really like it. Yeah. I've, so obviously when they first released Elite um, back in december or whatever uh it to me it reminded me of one of those jerseys that you would buy for like 10 15 at walmart or <laughs> find at ross that that's kind of a jersey nba jersey but is not an nba jersey so i wasn't too fond of it but actually seeing the release from the orlando magic um i i like it a lot more um it, it's definitely a nod to the trace mcgrady era jerseys i've always been a fan of um i like the fact that they're incorporating that now i really hope that they get to a point where they bring just the original jerseys back and use that for a season um as maybe a classic uniform but i like it man it's it's clean i i didn't like the um the city editions before with the stars and we kind of had the same you know the secondary logo and just black and um black and gray i wasn't a fan of those but these actually they're they're clean man they they stand out um i would maybe um i agree with you that maybe instead of the logo it it should i mean if you're going to honor them like do it full blown. Have the Orlando with exactly. the star covering the A. I don't know why they're so against that. I feel like they've had every opportunity in the in the world to do that, and they've always shined away from it in the last couple of years. Especially on the the city edition. I mean, you do that. You do the right Orlando way with the star there, man. It, they would be so fresh. I mean, but everyone said it. Technically, they did it with this year's city. Um, this year's city of Jersey, uh, city edition jerseys with the O R L and then the star, but yeah. Um, I, I still read it as it's saying Orla, so it's just exactly <laughs> my opinion. Is just still, it's still weird. Yeah, they they gotta they gotta fix that. Hopefully next year. But I I, I've, I keep saying it. I kind of see where they keep pushing the stars. They keep pushing this kind of throwback look on the Magic Man. I I I don't know. Maybe a rebrand is coming, and they are gonna go back with a, with a throwback and bring back the old jerseys, um, in some in some form. And that yeah. would be amazing if that happens. Yeah, who was it that brought it up? Uh, it was it was Mikey Clark from Orlando Magic UK that he brought up that. Um, and I I honestly didn't notice it, but even on the star, you know how it has the on the on kind of like the waistband, there there's a magic star, but it's crooked, it's tilted, a little bit. And even on some of the marketing marketing pictures that they posted on the Orlando Magic social media, they they're doing the tilted star. So I'm not sure if that's maybe um, a hint to the future. Um, you've mentioned a couple times that when you went to the games that they they had the the two for two for a hundred jerseys was it and they're yeah. they're selling the uh, the statements and only the statement uniforms so maybe that mm-hmm. maybe that might be a a clue that the statement jerseys are going out of the way and and they're going to bring in something new next year and that might be a hit into that who knows yeah it sure seems that way and again it, it, so 
so weirdly enough, it will be the blue jerseys that are going to be going away, uh, which will be perfect for them to bring back the Stars jersey, the blue ones, to replace them. So we'll see. But there are a lot of hints, again, being thrown around, whether it's in social media, at the games, what Corey and, 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 and the DJ is wearing, uh, DJ Strong. Uh, so we'll see. I think that that would be dope. If that happens, man, it will be amazing. Yeah. Um, we got a lot to talk about um, in regards to Magic Rumors, but before we do, just want to touch base real quick on the injury updates. Um, it was reported from Coach Clifford that Cole Anthony still weighs away, so apparently he's still feeling a lot of pain um, in that shoulder area, so um, it's still going to be a little bit before he's able to get back. Good news is that Aaron Gordon um, is returning. They confirmed that he will be active for tonight's game against Miami. And Fournier and Ennis will, are, are still out and will not play during the road trip to kick off the second half of the season. And then it was also reported today that Terrence Ross, out of nowhere, um, has a little soreness in his knee and will not be playing today. How do, how do you get hurt? During All-Star break? <laughs> Dude, you've been off for a week. You were just chilling in Miami. How'd you get injured? I don't know, man. That, I don't know. that, that, that one's a little price. Yeah, that one's a little weird. I, I don't know how I feel about that. That that one came kind of left field. But then obviously Aaron Gordon playing also, I'm I'm a little that's a little weird to me also. I feel like that was a little rush, especially a, a in a game before back to back. I don't know. It's and that seemed off. Uh, uh, on a game where you have nobody, like you're not you're not playing, you know, Ross, Fournier. So pretty much it's a loss. Let's be real. Unless something crazy goes on, we're gonna lose tonight. Wouldn't you want to keep him, you sit him tonight and then just bring him back tomorrow maybe in San Antonio or just on Sunday against the Heat at home? But either way, it's kind of weird that they're playing um, AG right now. But then again, as we, we'll talk about in a few minutes, the rumors here, um, I guess some people want to see AG back and see how healthy he is before maybe, maybe making a move on him. So maybe. it's not what the Magic are doing. Yep, because your word talks that other teams would want to re-engage um, back in talks and, and hopefully that... Um, or re-engage in talks once he's he's healthy enough. Now, uh, Coach Clifford also said that he's expecting today to be able to put in some lineups uh, and put players in positions that they've never played before. What does that mean? Are we expecting a Kim Birch to play point guard? Are we expecting <laughs> Dwayne Bacon to play center? What player would you put out of position? That makes sense. I think we're we're just so short staff I mean, right now. We have we get, again. We have no we have nobodies. It feels like we we have small forwards, power forwards, and centers right now. It feels like. Um, but does this mean you might see Mo Bamba play together with Vooch, which is something that we all kind of have wanted to see? You just kind of see, see what that looks like. It's a it's a lost season, man. Like what what are we doing here? If you don't try it now, when are you going to try it? Um, but yeah, I think you may see some some weird things like AG may play the small forward uh, he was mentioning. Uh, so you may see an AG Aminu lineup together, which that's a starting lineup tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see what that means and what that means not only tonight, but then also tomorrow on the game, second game of back to back, where does AG even play? Um, but I was hoping that after the break, our team was going to be healthy. Cole was going to come back. AG was going to come back. And, you know, let's see what our team actually starts looking like a little healthier. And here we are. We're actually probably worse than we were before the break. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's weird. But the good news is that hopefully we're going to get a lot of answers to our questions really shortly on the 25th, which kind of leads us into our next topic, magic rumors. So let's start off with the very first one. So apparently the Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs, Charlotte Hornets, Boston Celtics are interested in Nikola Vucevic. However, according to other reports, the magic are not interested in trading for him. When we take a look at 
a team like the Miami Heat um, and the Spurs, because obviously we we kind of already heard the Hornets and Celtics are they're mm-hmm. interested in Fooch, but are these two teams surprising for you? And then uh, is there anything that you want, anything that stands out to you? If you were to trade um, Vucevic to any one of these teams, is there any player in mind that you have? So to Miami, number one, I don't see the fit, right? So they have Bam already. And Bam, I think, younger. Uh, I don't see what the fit would be with the Miami Heat. San Antonio, a lot of people, uh, whether it was on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, seem interested on that, on how do we make that trade work? Because they do have some young pieces that make you wonder, like, hey, what if we can get one of those young guys, especially Wings? So I'm pulling up their roster here right now because like, we've talked about it, but I feel like I can't remember their names right now. But when you think about someone like Keldon Johnson, or you think about, uh, not Murray, we're not going to get Murray from them, but Devin Vassell was a name that we wanted the Magic to draft. Can you get him in a deal? Lonnie Walker, someone that hasn't been used, it feels like, at all this season. So those type of names may be intriguing. And then you add to that some salary relief, maybe an expiring contract. And on top of that, maybe a pick. So now you're from a Magic perspective, you're thinking of it as we can save salary. We can add a young wing, which we haven't really had in a, in a while in Orlando. And a pick. That may be interesting. And that may be the, the team that can do with a bad the best outside of maybe the Hornets. Um, but again, I don't see I don't see that happening. So from the teams that we're talking about right now, the Heat and the Spurs, I would go 100% with the Spurs on any sort of trade talk. Um, plus, we're not going to trade Vooch to a in-state rival. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Why, why in the world would you want to trade a player no. to a team that you're going to play them way more often? It doesn't make sense, especially to the Miami Heat. Now, yeah, it... No. it if we're looking at all the different teams um, where – because the only way that the Magic would be in play for Nikola Vucevic is obviously if they're blown away. But what does that mean? When I take a look at, like, for example, the Miami Heat, players on their roster that I could be interested in. Um, obviously, Bam, but we know that they're not going to part ways with Bam. They got Tyler Hero. They got Duncan Robinson. Um, is somebody that I would definitely want just for shooting. You got their the rookie that they just picked up, Precious. Um mm-hmm maybe if you're if you're looking to dump salary that way you're able to be a player in free agency maybe you can kind of look at that as a couple options they got players like uh, Maurice Harkless they still have Andre Iguodala is that somebody you want uh a Drogic but that really doesn't make sense like there there's not hey it's my Miami is it's not it's not a team that I would I would want to you know, be trade partners with just because I don't want Nikola Vucevic to be a pain in the ass for us for, for the next couple of years. Exactly. Yeah, no, like I said, I don't see it in, in any way, shape or form working out with the Miami Heat. Um, again, the Spurs maybe, but the bigger thing, the bigger takeaway out of all this is Mark Stein then reported last night that there's strong indications that the Magic are not listening to any trade, not even listening to trade rumors or anything, any, any, any sort of requests for Nikola Vucevic, which we all kind of expected. Now, we know when there's rumors about Vucevic out there, it is not the Magic leaking it. It is not the Magic for office by any means. It's other teams trying to instigate things. Um, and this goes in line with what me and you have both thought, which is we don't see him being traded this season. It's going to take the world, as, they, as somebody said it recently. It, it won't, I don't see it likely this season, only because Vuce is, is that 
that person that can stabilize the roster next season. He can stabilize the roster. He can keep us competitive when Markel, J.I., and the rest of the team is back next season. So I don't think the front office is ready to say we're going to restart from, from zero right now. That's not the case. I think they're going to be fixing some things around Vooch, around J.I., to make us competitive and remain competitive. So for that reason, man, I think we we may hear more teams come out over the next few weeks, but at the end of the day, Vooch will be in a Magic uniform next season. I have no doubts of that. Yeah, I would I would definitely wager my mortgage on the fact that Nikola Vucevic will still be on this roster. I definitely wouldn't really put my mortgage on the line, but if I were to and I was that crazy enough, I would I am that confident that Nikola Vucevic isn't going anywhere. Um, the people that I would be looking at as potentials are, it's going to be your Evan Fournier. I honestly do not see if, if this man is still on the roster past the trade deadline, that's it. That man is gone for free. All that development that we put into him, all that time that he's had with the magic, all that is gone out the door for absolutely nothing. The problem with Evan Fournier is the fact that he's an expiring contract. So what can you really get in return, uh, for Evan Fournier? Um, and then you take a look at a player like Ken Birch. Ken Birch is uh, is a hot commodity. So right now, um, Ken Birch, he's starting to get a little traction from other teams in a recent report. Teams are looking into a player like Ken Birch because he's a solid backup center. And in order to get Ken Birch, in all honesty, it's not going to cost him that much. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, man. So for Fournier, somebody keeps com- I see online people comparing it a lot to the uh, a follow trade back in 2014 where we got Fournier, right? Which was you're trading an established player that can help you win now for a potential young player and perhaps just a salary relief um, and maybe a second round pick, if that. So that's the thing. I think that's what the Magic are looking at. They're looking at that maybe Markel type of trade where it's, it's, it's a young player that's not being used as much, that has some potential to be developed, save some salary and get and just sneak a second round pick out of it. And that's it. Now, it's not going to make me and you happy. Probably not in the moment. When we get the notification saying Fournier got traded for X, Y, and C player, which probably will be like, why? But that's what's going to be, man. Like, we cannot expect to get a superstar, a talented player back for Fournier right away. It's not going to happen because of what you said. You're trading him for three months. Now, if he wants to go to the team that he's going to be going to and already had agreement with that team, hey, I'm going to resign with you, then maybe. And we keep talking about Sacramento as being a destination for months. Um, then maybe that will get us a little better return. That may be a guy like Buddy Heald coming back to Orlando, which, again, there's some questions about that because he makes so much money. His contract is quite large. But, again, it all depends on what our goal is going forward. If it is to be competitive, then Buddy Heald makes sense. You're basically now saying we're going to stick to a Vooch, Buddy Heal, J.I., Falls kind of core going forward for the next two to three years. It's that good enough. I don't know. Uh, but with the Fournier trade, I'm just kind of warning listeners, don't expect us to get, you know, a solid, talented player right away. It's going to be someone that we're going to have to develop this year and next year and beyond. Yeah, because listen, the reality is the risk that you're doing is whoever you're trading Evan Fournier for um, or trading any other players back to to get a shooting guard, there's a high prob- there's a high probability that um, that the player is not going to be as good. 
That's listen. We're gonna. There's gonna be a hole at the shooting guard. And um, who was it that said? I think Josh Robinson said in our last on our last episode that be careful what you ask for. Um, as much as I am on board with with moving on from Evan Fournier, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see how that role is is or or how that void is filled. Yeah, and and I'll be the first to say it. we we are we're tough on Fournier. We all have been, especially on our podcast. <laughs> Me and you, you know, Justin. It's a big fan. But the reality is, right away, he's he's a good fit at the shooting guard position. He really, really is. The problem is, again, he's about to get paid, and we have to try something different. The front office knows it. Me and you know it. The whole fan base knows it. You cannot come back and give this man $80 million for four years and say, hey, we're running it back again for the next three years with the same core. You can't do that. So I think what Josh Robbins told us about last week, which is you trade Fournier, and perhaps in the draft or whatever it may be, you then make a trade for Aaron Gordon, and that's the way you get a, a wing back to replace Fournier. Um, but at this time, again, for the rest of the season, you might see a lot of Dwayne Bacon, man, <laughs> just shooting the ball a ton. Terrence Ross jacking up threes if he's not traded. Um, but I think that's what's going to happen because we're not going to get a player that's going to be playing right away unless it's a young guy that we like enough and say, hey, go start. We're going to develop you right away. We'll call Anthony play a ton of minutes but i again i don't see that i think bacon is going to be the guy that we call upon to to take those shots and it's it's funny that you say that because um it was also reported that the charlotte hornets have shown interest in evan fournier and i kind of have a feeling that if the hornets would have held on to Dwayne bacon there would have been some move made for evan fournier and Dwayne bacon um obviously not for each other but some something revolving around Dwayne bacon to orlando with evan fournier so luckily we already got Dwayne bacon on on the roster <laughs> um now with nikola vucevic nikola has to be by far the, not even has to be nikola vucevic is the most loyal center that the orlando magic has ever had on their roster and don the pinstripes this man in a recent interview with mike bianchi from 96.9 the game said that he is happy where he is and in that same article he stated that you know when he resigned back with the magic he knew um that you know it's gonna it's gonna take a little while for them to be good and obviously he's aware of the different injuries this man is still happy playing for orlando um and I think that people take that for granted. A lot of people have said, and in a lot of the feedback, when I say that I want to keep Nikola Vucevic on the team, is what has this man done in the last 10 years? But we're not talking about Nikola Vucevic, the way that he's playing now. He hasn't played like that for 10 years straight. This is a different caliber type of player. The dude is a baller. I will debate with anyone that he right now at this very moment is a top three center in the NBA, better than Bam better than Carl Anthony Towns. I would debate that right now at this moment. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that, that there's a major comparison between the two. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns, if there's a way to trade for Carl Anthony Towns, you do it because he's younger. Um, He's already mm-hmm. playing at a high caliber level. But right now at this moment, it's Nikola Vucevic. And you don't have to make any moves. And the way that I kind of always saw it is, let's say, and obviously this is hypothetical, but let's say Nikola Vucevic wasn't on the roster at all and this is the team that you have Mobamba is your center Cambridge is your backup if the magic were to make a trade for Nikola Vucevic and Nikola Vucevic is now on your team everyone would be hyped everyone would be excited man things are going to turn around things are going to change we're going to make it to the second round if you were an outsider looking at the player that Nikola Vucevic is he's on our team already the dude has already um he's already gave us 10 years of his of his NBA professional career 
And the fact that he still wants to be with us and you're trying to trade him away doesn't make sense to me. I am 100% on board with not moving Vucevic and having that man retire in a Magic uniform, win or lose. And like you said, he wants to be here. That's the most important thing because we've, we've had, unfortunately, two great centers in the past who chose to walk away. Dwight, in the middle of a play of, of, of a great roster, he wanted to walk away from it. And then Shaq, unfortunately, after making it to the finals, he decided to go to LA. So, I mean, like you mentioned, it, I've been tough on Vooch in the past. I'm not going to lie. I, I've been here through, since 2016 watching the Magic day in and day out. And, and I, I've won a change. I've wanted something different just because, again, there's been so much losing during this period. But like you mentioned, the way that he's bounced back after the tough series against the Bucks a couple of years ago and the player he's become after that, plus his loyalty, man, you got to respect that. You got to want to have this kid around for, for, for many more years, hopefully. Um, but then again, there are those that say at some point we're going to move forward and, and, and make a move. You know, if Bamba ever gets to be that player that, that shows the skills have developed enough to replace Vooch and Vooch is an expiring contract at that point, then we can have that, that talk at that moment. But right now, there's no denying Vooch is the, it's the right center for this team. He is the, the all-star that we currently have that, again, we, like you mentioned, if we were trading for him, we would love that move 100%. Celtics fans are dying for the, to make a move for Vooch. Hornets fans want Vooch. Spurs fans want Vooch. Like, so, you know, it's not someone who we just think is good. The NBA is noticing he's a great player. Um, and again, we, we got to have some patience because, again, we are going to get someone like J.I. next season, which it's going to even make Vooch better. It's a better defender next to him. It's going to make fix a lot of mistakes that he makes on defense. So that's why I think the Magic are thinking. is that It's only going to get better from here when you think about the defensive side of things for the Magic. But we'll see, man. I think, uh, like you mentioned, you got to honor and respect the loyalty that he has shown to the city of Orlando. And not only that, but uh, I know we posted it on Magic HQ today, but Terrence Ross saying... I don't I don't want to be traded. Let's see what happens. Um, but that I don't want to be traded part, he said it later on in the podcast too. Um, he actually loves Orlando. It cannot get better, it cannot get any better than this. So as an NBA fan listening to that, you see the loyalty from Vooch, you see Terrence Russell sign here, not want to go anywhere else. It's it's good. It, it means whatever we're doing, the little culture we're building, it's working. And guys want to stay in the city of Orlando. And, and again, that alone deserves a lot of credit for our front office to, to to have built that in here. Yeah, and and there was more reports that came out and said that uh, the Denver Nuggets have inquired about Terrence Ross and that the Houston Rockets are still interested in Eric Gordon. Apparently, the, Rocket, the Rockets were in conversation with the Magic um, for Aaron Gordon past trade deadline, um, and talks ended up stopping, and then they're expecting to re-engage in those trade talks the minute that Aaron Gordon is back healthy. So um, it feels like all of, all of these uh, trade rumors came out all the same day, and we're still a few weeks away from the trade deadline on March 25th, so I can only imagine that more things are going to pop up. Oh, yeah. I think over the next uh, two weeks, it's going to be fun as a Magic fan. You know, we, we love this time of the year. I know me and you both do. We're always on Twitter, hit and refresh, and What's the latest out there? Um, so for all Magic fans, you know, hold on tight. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of rumors going on. It's gonna be a lot of uh, crazy things being reported, and a lot of it won't even happen probably. But that's what makes it fun. It, it's the the suspense. The, you know the, what's gonna happen. You sitting on the edge of the, of the sea, always kind of wondering. Last night that happened. Uh, Mark Stein when he reported the Magic are sending strong vibes that we were all on notice. Like, hey, wait, what? What's happening here? So get ready for that. It's going to be a fun uh, two weeks for us. 
Yeah. And listen, maybe the magic don't have to do much. Um, so Jonathan Givania was just talking about um, the 2021 NBA draft, and he said this about the top five prospect. I think it's important to say right off the bat that the top five of this class are pretty spectacular. Definitely one of the best I've seen in my nearly 20 years of covering the draft. The top five NBA draft prospects for this year, they're talking about them as if they are franchise changing. Like any one of these fives are expected to be studs. And the five are Kay Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green, and Evan Mobley. And right now, out of every single mock draft that I've seen, they have the Magic listed as one of the top five. And the way that the structure is changed with with um, your records and the percentage of where you might fall, you know, the, the top three, it's, it's the exact same. I can't remember what the exact percentage is, but man, there's, there's a high likelihood as long as you're in that range that you're going to get a really good draft pick, a stud in the top five. So it's something to be excited about. If nothing happens, I listen, don't, don't hit the panic button. We're okay, man. The Magic are just injured right now. And now you're adding a a stud, not just a, a draft prospect with potential, an actual stud to your roster that may be a game changer. When you take a look at other draft picks from the past, just imagine or or even just take take a second to look at how much of an impact Luka Doncic has been to the Mavs or Trey Young has been to the Hawks. All it really takes is that one player to change a franchise. And you can do that through the draft. And the Magic don't even have to tank. We are tanking naturally with injuries yep. and the way that we're playing. We're naturally getting there. So if something doesn't happen during this trade deadline, it's okay. Breathe, relax, because there's still an opportunity for us to get a lot better next season with just us getting healthy. And then you add a stud to that, to that mix. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And I mean, it, it, we've been talking about this for a while about this upcoming draft and, and what the magic should do is tanking the right way to, to go about it. Like you mentioned, we think it is because again, there's so much potential. We already are at a point where the season's kind of lost. So yeah, take advantage of that. But like you mentioned, we're not even trying to lose. It's a matter of just we're not healthy enough at this moment. Um, but yeah, if you can grab any of those five prospects right now, ideally a wing player, there's a replacement for um, Evan Fournier we're talking about. Between that, Cole Anthony, if you still have Terrence Ross, that's enough wing firepower, I feel, for next season. That Again, adding to that, J.I., a healthy Markel, that's a lot of fun to, to watch Magic Games next season if that does indeed happen. Um, but like you mentioned, my ideal, league, ideal situation is finishing the top four. Because if you can get a top four pick, you're guaranteeing yourself one of those big names. Man, I, I'm, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe or maybe not. We may have seen Evan Fournier um, in... Uh, a limited amount of games or maybe he might not even he might not even play but we might have seen the last game already for evan fournier in the orlando magic uniform who knows do you think he comes back so i found it weird that again after a week off you come back and you don't play there's what about six games before the deadline two weeks to be exact do you see you see him playing or do you think this is it the man the team's gonna just play it safe with him yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's so it's so hard because you as as a fan, you exaggerate any little thing you're trying to read in between the lines. I find it ironic how Evan Fournier is still out. I find it ironic how Terrence Ross isn't playing today. 
Um, I, I think that he may not play another game. Why? Why risk it? If you're if he knows that we're putting him in trade talks um, and the Magic are trying to get something back in return, why would you even risk? Imagine, imagine if something were to happen, this dude gets hurt, and now you're trying to trade an injured, expiring player. That's not that's not a good that's not a good recipe. The reason that I ask is because, is because that was my reaction. I was at the game when he got hurt and he went back to the locker room, and that was my reaction. I'm like, wait, so now we play this dude in a meaningless game here, and all of a sudden he might get hurt long term, miss the rest of the season. Now we can't trade him. So I found myself thinking about that, not thinking about the actual game, not thinking about the final score of that game, but thinking about the consequences of that injury. Um, so it's funny, man. So as Magic fans right now, it's a weird time. I'll admit it. You're kind of rooting for the team to lose in a way because you want the high pick. You don't want to see guys like Pony playing because you want them to be safe for the deadline. It's it's a weird time right now. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait for the deadline for that purpose also. Like I just want to be able to enjoy the games and not think about guys getting hurt anymore. Um, so it's, 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 it's been a wild ride this season. Yeah. And I wonder how that conversation goes, because obviously you reporting out that Evan Fournier isn't playing due to an injury really doesn't help his stock in the trade deadline either. But I wonder if the GM, if Jeff Wellman's calling up one of the other GMs saying, listen, I got Evan Fournier, but he's not, he's not playing right now. He's not really hurt. He's all right. We're just trying to like, how does that conversation even come up? I'm sure that there's some type of, of professional, uh, communication that occurs that kind of tells him, listen, we're not playing him for you because, you know, we're, we're trying to move him and it's kind of expected, but he has been dealing with that back issue and that back issue has been lingering for, for some time. Yeah. I think it comes down to exchanging medical records at that point. Like, you know, if they really are interested, say it's the Celtics, for instance, they're really getting serious about it. Hey, we'll send you the medical records. Here you go. He is healthy. It's just, again, we're, we're holding him out because uh, we know he's not going to come back next season with us. So that's kind of what would happen at that point, I would think. But um, we'll see. Maybe we do see him back over the next couple of weeks and we do see him play in Orlando again before uh, it's all done. Yeah, man. So it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting next couple of weeks. Um, we do have the Ma- we have the Miami Heat that we're playing tonight at eight p.m. in the next ten minutes. Um, we also have San Antonio on Friday, so that's gonna be the second to our back to back. We play Miami again on Sunday, and then we the the team gets a little bit of a break. They got Thursday will be the next game against the Knicks. What are you expecting as the the record for the next four games? Your predictions. Ah, uh, it's not looking good, man. Only not only with our injuries, but we're starting that second half of the schedule as supposed to be as of right now the second toughest in the NBA. Um, only the Rockets have a tougher schedule than we do. I'm gonna go in this week with one and three. I think we some way somehow sneak in a win in there somehow. Whether it's one of the Miami games, we we always seem to play well against them, or that Knicks game. Um, maybe we we steal a game from the Knicks at home. I'm sorry, that's on the road actually. So now it's not even at home um yeah i'm gonna go with one and three i don't think that we win one game i think we lose against miami san antonio miami new i think we go on a losing streak i think personally that's if if you're on the the tank wagon that is that is really good news you're not expecting any you're not expecting anything more than than the four losses straight. and i think that in the position that we're at where it's a in my opinion, not that it's a lost cause because you never know. The Magic could end up going on a little bit of a runway, Aaron Gordon back, and still somehow find their way in the playoffs. The East is just that terrible and that bad. You never know what can happen. Uh, we could still be in the lottery and be in the playoffs. It's The East is just insane the way that it is right now. Yeah, right now we're what? Four games back or four losses? 
back yeah, from that 10th seed. So it's not it's not out of it's reach. Attainable. Yeah. But again, the schedule that we have left and the fact that we're so injured still, I think doesn't really help us. Um, and I don't think, honestly, the team wants to pursue that 10th seed anymore. I, they won't come out and say it to you. Clifford won't say it to you. Um, but again, what's the point? You, you're so close. You're two months of just giving up on the season and ideally get a amazing talent in the draft. You know, you got to do struggle two more months. Just put this behind you. Let it go. Let the young guys play. Forget about the season. And then you come back next season reloaded with a full team and a great prospect. It's, it's a win-win for the Magic, I feel. I know we want to win, but it's, again, the, the benefits of just losing for two more months outweigh the making the playoffs, I feel. Yeah. Who knows, man? We'll, we'll find out in a couple of weeks what ends up happening. March 25th is the NBA trade deadline. Al and I will be doing um, some type of trade deadline coverage. Might be doing it on Instagram Live on the Orlando Magic HQ page. Still trying to finalize a few things, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And, uh, man, that's pretty much it, man. We'll, we'll see if we'll see how this ends up going with the next four games and, and whatever reports end up coming out. Because if, if we've already gotten this amount of information, um, in regards to what communication has been happening, um, I can only imagine what ends up coming up soon. But um, Al, let's close this out. What are your final thoughts? Final thoughts is just let's not have more injuries. <laughs> I'm okay with seeing this team the way that it is. Just don't like Terrence Ross. You know, don't don't drag this on to be an injury that that becomes that he's out for two to three weeks. Hopefully, something minor. He's back, unless there's some trade stuff happening behind closed doors. We don't know. But just stay healthy. I do want to see Cole Anthony come back. I was really kind of um, disappointed to hear that he's ways away. And we all heard that he was going to come back after the break. We don't know what that means. But now hearing that makes me wonder, is that more closer to towards April? Or is that, I don't know, man. But I want to see Cole play. The amount of experience that he can gain in this next two months, it's far beyond anything he can learn in the offseason, in the summer league, and in training camp. So... I want to see Cole play, and I want to see Mo Bamba play. So that's my takeaway. I want to see Mo get some minutes, and hopefully we get Cole, at, Cole back at some point here um, soon. Man, Cliff loves that phrase, ways away, when talking about an injured player. It's crazy. Um, my last thought is not Magic-related. It's more basketball-related. Uh, related. I ended up just finishing um, a new document series on Netflix called uh, Last Chance You. Um, their basketball version that was just released. It's right now top 10. If you haven't seen it, definitely take the time to watch it. It's a really, really good documentary. I enjoyed watching it, and it's um, it's entertaining, man. If you're a basketball fan, you'll like it. Um, but other than that, man, I appreciate you guys for listening. That's a wrap. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.